Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. We should become. Yes. Yes. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime Take me to school. Okay, that's it. We shouldn't do this. All right. Well, maybe we had like a barbershop quartet. We don't. We're a duet. I think we have to start a barbershop first. Like, like they have to be barbers, right? I don't know if that's where does that works. come from. Barbershop quartet. Oh Jesus, we really should have researched this beforehand. I know it's from like the twenties or the thirties or yeah. something, uh-huh. and I know guys wore hats. Uh huh. And they had their striped shirts, like yeah. from the Simpsons. Yeah, or the yeah. What did they call themselves? The B sharps. The B sharps. Um, what were some of the B sharp songs though? I, uh, I Baby on board. Baby on board. How can I, I afford? <laughs> Something. Something. Window pane. Window pane. <laughs> that's the only one I remember. Really? That's the only one they had? Um, I'm sure they had others. And then they did like this homage to how Lennon was into Yoko Ono. And then um, they had Barney getting into a Japanese girlfriend. <laughs> number nine. But number <laughs> Yes, I remember that now. God dang. That was some good <laughs> stuff. It was some good stuff. But ah, good times. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to back. Another crazy and an adventurous crazy. Tim and Dave show podcast. You know, I think Wild. is that the first time Tim and I really tried to sing a duet together? Yes. Not not in our lives, but on. Oh no! I mean, no. we've 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 gone we've gone down and dirty. And we've stuff. gone up and down, yeah. in and out, in, in and out, in a vocalist manner. <laughs> yeah. um, but in, no. In the mouth. Anyways, uh, speaking about being uh, putting things in the mouth. Ooh, I um, like. it's Girl Scout cookie season. Hey, so how many Girl Scout cookies have you purchased? I have only purchased two boxes. I got some from my coworker, yeah. whose daughter is selling. Yep. I got the thin <laughs> mint. Sounds so bad. Like, <laughs> okay, let's keep it clean. No, 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 no. I feel like you're like, it's like I got it from my coworker's daughter who's selling. Next, can't get selling. the fix, man. I gotta get the fix. <laughs> Get that that what's it called that GC, that GC Girl Scout cookies GC Girl Scout cookies man. Anyways, go on. What, anyway, um, what were they? Thin mints, thin mints, and peanut butter. Peanut butter. The peanut butter ones I liked. I like peanut I liked. butter. Don't get me wrong. I like peanut butter. I've purchased, I believe, seven boxes so far in two and three weeks. Um, wow, whoa, that's it's, a lot. this is pretty disgusting. <laughs> that's I know. a lot. Um, and I probably will purchase purchase pot. I will Potch- probably purchase another one. Potch- yes, dear. Top top cheerio, governor. I do want now that I'm here and I ate some of your um caramel oatmeal delights. caramel delights. I want some. There's no oatmeal, oatmeal in there's, there. I'm sure there's oatmeal. There's in not. There. It's freaking caramel delights. It's what do you coconut. think? Like this stuff? It's coconut. Co- you okay, dumbass. you're probably right. You know, it's interesting. Caramel delights were actually originally called Samoas. Ooh. But then they started to call it Crumble Delights because it was a little bit kind of weird to call a cookie after an indigenous people in the Polynesian areas. Speaking of which, the Redskins are getting rid of their, that's right. yeah. their mascot yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. And I think a lot of people were upset about that. Yeah. Um, but I kind of see, I don't care. Like, change the name, whatever. Yeah. What, yeah. what difference does it make? You know, I don't really care. I don't really Well, it's not our team, you know. Why true. Would I, you know? And, I, and it, it's kind of outdated. It if is. it were my team, I think I'd, I think I'd want it to stay how it was. I still I think admit. I wouldn't care. Okay. Because I think that's just the silliest thing. Mm. Speaking about tribalism, Ooh. the Eagles Super Bowl. Hey. Yeah, and we're sitting here wearing our Eagle the shirts. most knockoff <laughs> attire this, you could imagine. These, these shirts, Tim, I purchased for us for the game. Yes, okay? I appreciate and they are, it. And they are, a per, they, I, was, I was told that they are professionally done and they are officially <laughs> licensed for no, Eagles. No, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they're green long sleeve shirts. Yes. The regular long sleeve shirts. They're not, green. Even, they're not even the right green tint, I think, from the Eagles. Yeah, they're close enough. Okay. And it says Philadelphia on them. On the front. On the front, and it has a number. Yep. And on the back, it has the number again. <laughs> no reference to a team name or an individual. <laughs> Well, those shirts cost $30 a pop. Okay? Yep, I, sp- is... I spent some pretty pennies on this. Mm. I-, I looked up how much the actual You official... really... I mean, that's a good idea to like set up on like a street corner or something. Oh, yeah. Well, like, it's, stuff it's like not this it's not that uncommon. isn't obviously counterfeit. Like, I mean, it's counterfeit, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't... It's, band- it's what bandwagon people... I it... literally walked into that place. So where, the, where it's located, it's in, it's in uh-huh. Westchester. I'm going to and... eat another one of these caramel delights. Oh, go for it. It was in Westchester in the West Goshen Shopping Center and where the Acme is and where LA mm. Fitness is that whole shopping center mm-hmm. so uh there was an old radio shack store that used to be there that went out of business so there's this empty lot so then one day randomly i just see a big like paper sign that says officially licensed eagles merchandise <laughs> oh, wow and i was like well i guess i'm gonna go here so i walk into this door and this guy looks like he's strung up on coke and i asked <laughs> the fella so what guy is a good guy to get <laughs> and like there's a bunch <laughs> And you know, there's a bunch of. Are you uh, sure you're not looking for my other store? <laughs> and he's all like, "Number number eleven's good." And I'm all like, "What does he do? He's the quarterback." I'm like, "Okay, what about uh, what about another guy? This guy's good." And I was like, "What does he do?" At seventeen, he's the long back runner or whatever the hell. He's, I don't even know what it was called. I have no idea what it was called. The long back runner. Yeah, and I was like, "What does that do?" Is he's like he catches the ball. I'm always like, "All right, cool, thanks, bro." Right, I'm gonna look up who these people are. Okay, so I'm uh, seventeen, right? Yes, Seven- whoa, always- careful there, Tim. Don't want to advertise that on the internet <laughs> um asl uh asl 17 philly what wait eight seven, question mark question <laughs> question mark uh so we i purchased that for the game we're gonna be watching this at a bar in philadelphia tonight uh oh it's this guy alshon jeffrey i guess he's, he's a pretty good I one i don't care i don't i really don't care uh, but this is all about bandwagoning and mm-hmm. making sure that. Well, I'm slightly less bandwagoning than you were. A little I've been less, watching a for, little less. for four games for now. For four games now. This guy. No, I mean before this one. This would be my fifth. Okay. This is just your first. All right. What's weird is that each team that we went against the last time we went to the Super Bowl in 2005 uh-huh. were the same teams we went against this round and won. And really, uh, yes. even like who we beat to get there. Correct. Ev- yeah. Like everything. Yep. And then wow. on top of that, we're going against the same team, same the Patriots, team. Uh-huh. That, that won last time in 2005. Mm-hmm. A little unknown fact that came about, they were asking why at the 2005 Super Bowl game, the Eagles weren't uh, getting the plays started faster mm. uh, towards the end of the game to possibly take it into the win. And it turns out the quarterback, this again only came out much later, mm. was hyperventilating and vomiting in the huddle. And wow. that's why they weren't able to start the next play because he was having illness. So it was pretty interesting. Very interesting and i hope the guy that it doesn't happen again this i time remember around. the night of the super bowl last time we mm-hmm. were in 2005 2005 yeah i started to play through final fantasy tactics did you actually watch the game no <laughs> I, played, I played final I fantasy watched the tactics. Game. i remember the last hail mary the last hail mary play they were trying to initiate and uh-huh. it was like so distraught and i was like oh man mm. i hate you got into it not really i okay. just was like annoyed like oh mm. my god this sucks i remember the uh the uh World Series in 2008. Oh, yeah, of course. You were into that one. It was a two-part series because it rained out, and then they booed the commissioner of baseball after (laughs) they won because Philadelphia boos everybody. Yeah, I remember watching in 2009. Yeah, what was that? But you were out. You you had just gotten back. No, 2008. Well, no, 2008 they won. 2009 they got there again but lost. Did they really? Yeah, to the Yankees because they had this Japanese guy. 
It was like just we went killing to the, everything. We went to the, I didn't know we went to the World Series World twice. Series 2009, yep. Really? Against the Yankees. I didn't remember that. Well, and God. I think it went like all the way to the last game or something. Like, yeah, you know, I think... Uh, but come, they had this Japanese hitter who was just knocking it all out I was of the park. T- I was totally oblivious to that point mm. in my life. Like, I was so busy doing other crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember doing it. Um, but yeah, so go Eagles. We're going to be out there enjoying what it. Was, uh, what's Nauta's brother's name who um, came to America to play, uh, play baseball? Uh, I want to say Setsuko, but that's not it. Well, I mean, Mamimi called him Takun. Ta- but what yeah, did that Ta-kun. stand for? Yeah, um, Tarakun. Tarakun. That's right. Tara. Tara. Yeah, Tara. Uh huh. All right. Sorry, guys. We just had to be a little bit of otaku. Yes. There. Well, now, now we we've we've done our educational portion of the of uh, the show. Of now. course. Now let's get to the the news. Unimportant everyone. stuff. It's not important stuff. Um. So in the news lately, um, uh, there's been a story that's been going around, and I haven't addressed it quite yet because I just kind of wanted to see how it progress but now it's gotten to a point where it's pretty cemented about what's going to happen mm. uh and i think this is really um what do you call it it's an egregious story only for egregious. the fact yeah only for the fact that you know it deals with a lot of really screwed up things that happen in our society uh-huh. uh the story i'm referring to is about uh larry nasser uh, if anyone is unaware of who he is, uh, he was, I believe, a physical, um, uh, an athletic conditioner, I guess. Yeah, you know, what a, like the athletic doctor. Yeah, or the whatever. athletic doctor for, uh-huh. for, ath- for athletes. Um, specifically, he was in the last Olympics mm. um, uh, for the gymnasts. Uh, who are typically very young girls mm-hmm. in the American Olympics. Well, it turns out that not only in the Olympics and with Olympian players, but also in his private practice in this gymnasium, he has mm. sexually molested over 256 women yeah, in his probably career. like most of them yeah, m- that most, he came across. Yeah, of course. And, they, and it ranged from very old to as young as 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this... His behaviors affected uh, women who had gone to the Olympics and eventually uh-huh. uh, won gold medals. Hmm. And um, it's just now coming out that, you know, what he was doing. And so what is interesting about this case is, for one, he will be serving several lifetime sentences. Like, he's that he's already been... He's already been... Well, the thi- I don't believe he's serving any lifetime sentences, as in he never got, like, a life sentence. I think he's just serving a huge number of, like, finite sentences. Oh, right, right. That, okay, so it's, like, to the point where over it's, 200 yeah, years of, of Something like, like, you know, like, 55-year sentences or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then, so now they're prosecuting him on different areas. Hmm. And the different areas that he's prosec- being prosecuted on, pr- prosecuted, me, prosecuted on are, are in a courtroom, and they're, they're, they're hearing testimony from victims, hmm. families, etc. They also opened up the forum for them to use Twitter, which... I don't, I don't, I didn't look into that, but I can only imagine no, what the crazy crap that if someone got into that system, what they would do. Hmm. Um, but one of the big stories that came about from this is that the one of the fathers of uh, a gymnast who was sexually molested, a female gymnast who was sexually molested by Nasser, um, was in the courtroom talking about his testimony, and he asked the judge point blank. Are, would you be allowing for me to spend 10 minutes alone in a room with this fellow Nasser? And the judge denied it and said no. And then he said, would you be allowing for me to spend five minutes in a room with this individual named Nasser? And the judge again repeated, sorry, sir. No, we can't do that. Not even one minute, he questions. And the judge says, no, that under our law and judicial system, this is, that will not be accepted. And he said, so you will not allow me to be alone with this man in a room ever. And she said, no, sir, I will not. And then he jumps from his uh, where he was standing and le- leaps after Nasser. And it took six different police force officers to prevent him from attacking this fella. Mm. 
Well, you know, such such things happen. Of course it does. And then the judge reprimanded the whole courtroom, saying this is not helping the, your daughters, mm, this is not mm-hmm. helping the system, this well, is not of helping course, us. And of course it isn't. It is. No, no, of course not. Uh, but the judge refuses to actually press charges on this individual who, who left after Nasser. Mm. Um, this guy's life is ruined. I think what really bothers me about this is that he had a responsibility to take care of people. And because you work in a profession that warrants you privileges, I guess – to be around people Mm -hmm. in such a manner so physically in proximity in such different age groups you have a higher moral responsibility to act accordingly Mm. and the fact that he took advantage of that power is no different than you know being a rapist of any sort because it doesn't Mm. matter how many degrees you've had you are you are just as filthy and disgusting and as 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 petty as an individual such as as that and i think what's really bothersome about it to me is that you know these these poor people had such um you know respect for the profession that he was doing that these that 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 when that sort of thing happens you know you don't know is it was it acceptable or not was he actually being a physical therapist with the way he was touching or whatever and i don't know the details exactly what happened but obviously it came to be you know erroneous enough for it to be considered a lawsuit so mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's disgusting and i think the whole premise behind what's that doctor's oath that you're given like hippocratic hippo, the hippocratic oath uh-huh. is to never do harm to others mm. and to protect the lives or or, or what have you of others mm-hmm. and i think i don't know how many other professions really have that as a as a tenement of their profession. I don't think it's actually a real binding thing, though. But the I, Hippocratic oath. But the, well, I mean, you're right, as in the well, spirit where, where in you, which you, the you, profession you should be. You become a banker. Be. You become a banker. Do you have a Hippocratic oath? No, no, you don't. <laughs> I think you have the opposite. Like, I promise to screw over and rip off as many people as <laughs> exactly, I can. Exactly, exactly. So I think that really just gets me under my uh-huh. skin. It really, truly does. And I hope this individual burns in hell for it. And he will. And here's my question to you, though, about this story, Tim. Hmm. Now, I don't believe you get death sentences for being a molester no, or, no, or, no. or a rapist. No. Um, so, had there ever been is there any is there any crime a person could commit other than some sort of point where somebody dies? Treason. That other you mean tre- that that'll get the death penalty? Yeah, death, treason. Yeah. Treason yeah. what else? Is that it? That's it. Death, really? death murder, or treason. treason. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. I mean, if we're looking at like all throughout human history, of well, course, no, people, I mean, people have been killed for lesser things, stealing books, a loaf of bread. On yeah. the books, though. On no, the books. no, no. Murder or treason. Wow. Well, there you go. That's, I learned something new today. Well, he's, You really didn't? What else I was did you thinking, think? I was thinking about I don't know. Like, What if it affected... I don't know. I really just never thought about it. Because honestly, like in America, we have the death penalty. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's not really carried out more or less nowadays. No, yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, but I always wonder like, what warranted a man to die. I think that's really what questions my thing. Does... Does sexually molesting a bunch of little girls warrant a man to die? Like, I wonder. Well, like, I don't support the death penalty, period. A, what, do, you, do you support life sentences? Or do you I don't support know. rehabilitation? Like, Because Japan doesn't have life sentences. Uh-huh. They have rehabilitation yes, sentences. Yes, I, w- I would lead towards that myself. So a man can serve, or a woman can serve for 30 years, and that's enough to, for whatever crime they would have committed. Yeah, because what happened happened, and punishing someone for doing... Like, punishing someone for what someone did, as bad as what that person did is, mm-hmm. really does absolutely nothing to undo what was done. But I think it prevents from others from doing it. I don't know. Don't I, don't so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, that's the... What's the word? What, what's the word? 
That word. Oh, uh, God. The double-edged sword. No, no, no. Um, Keep, talk about something and I'll think of it. Okay, great talk. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think like the reason why law is in place for certain types of rules is to prevent others from committing those crimes because uh-huh. no one would want to sit in a jail cell for 30 years or risk being killed because of an action that was improper. It's kind of like, you know, the whole stranger by Well, yeah, to move. some extent. That's why That's why I wouldn't say, oh, no, no, no criminality. They just need, I mean, no sentence. Just send them to the the therapy right right no you deterrent that's the word yeah. you need some kind of deterrent I think the deterrent is the but, consequence the yeah consequence but i is, mean i don't think a life sentence is any more of a deterrent than a 20-year sentence is or even more than like a 10-year sentence is i don't know i think i don't i, I don't, don't know think... like so let's say you were able to kill 100 different people just for 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 sniffs uh-huh. and giggles i think and... if you, i think if you had two alternate realities where in one case that's that doing that got you a 10-year sentence in the other case doing that got you a 50-year sentence i don't think the deterrent factor is any greater between them i think it is i think once you I think get, it is I, I don't think so i think so once I think you get to a certain less amount than 50 years yeah but the deterrent factor is different it's kind of like i don't know would you be that much more excited for winning 100 million dollars than winning 50 million dollars not really. It's no, like either that's, way. That's a false analogy, though. No, but either way is so I significant would... that once you get to a certain level of significance, increasing the significance from I that s- doesn't you... really increase the way that people. I, there's a and plateau. another thing. There's and a... another thing about criminality: most people who commit crimes are not rational people, right? Well, this guy. It, this I... guy is. But no, even then, I mean, this guy has some kind of sick, messed up. But that doesn't mean he's not rational. That doesn't mean he's not rational. But it does mean. He wasn't acting rationally. He was acting on a sick, twisted impulse. I mean, when people have sick, twisted impulses and they're and and they act on them and they're, you know, tempted to act on them, they're not doing that in a rational way. They're not doing some calculation in their head like, oh, what are the possible um, outcomes? What are well, the some possible? Do. Some do. Some do. But in general, no. In I general, I don't know. I haven't read the studies just, behind it go for something when they have some sick twisted desire like that. I mean, that. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, obviously it's a disease mm-hmm. and, you know, I think too at the same token there has to be some he definitely planned to what he was doing. I mean, yeah, he knew what he uh-huh. was doing. Like, there's no question. It wasn't mentally insane or anything like yeah. that. You know, But if, if there were a death penalty for this thing it wouldn't have stopped him. I don't know. Maybe it would no, have. No, no, no. I really don't. Nah. I really don't. So I guess that's at least that's up for debate as to whether or not mm-hmm. you know life sentences or, or or death sentences or depending on how long the duration of the sentences mm. deters others from doing it. Personally, me, um, if I could get a quick a quick get rich quick scheme that uh-huh. would cause me to go to jail for five years, I would probably and I mean I'd be set for the rest of my life and uh-huh. I'd be in a decent North American prison. Mm. I would be perfectly fine with committing that crime if I really needed to. Okay. But I would be less apt to want to do that if it would have been 15 years. That's different because now we're talking about a really rational concoction. I'm just saying that there are reasons no, for sentencing. Because in that term when you're thinking of I mean, the, the loss, the loss in terms of the jail sentence versus the gain mm-hmm. in terms of what you Some get out of it. Some people feel like the gain of being able to do with that disgusting But what this guy of... did, the gain in his mind wasn't quantifiable like the get-rich-quick scheme money game. Is I quanti- don't know. It's a totally, it's a qualitatively say, different I, thing. Uh, of course it is. I'm not comparing money and abuse to the same token, but I'm saying that I do think that people are less apt to commit certain crimes. Certain crimes, sure, Based yeah. upon the actual sentencing uh-huh. of it. For example, running through a red light won't cause me to go to jail for any duration of time uh-huh. if I have no prior yeah. 
law. So, yeah, sometimes people do go over red lights just right when it changes because they want to get to work a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. And that's a that's a that's a risk uh, reward ratio that is many will take. of the risk. Uh-huh. Okay, versus I won't purposely slam a guy in the bumper because I'm angry because mm. he's going slow because that can be considered an attempted assault charge. Well, I wouldn't do that. I mean, if there were no law, I still wouldn't do that. You probably would. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe you do it sometimes. I, 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 I you really, would have done it really now and again. Driving. There would have been some, some times in your life where people you did in the world. It. But I never, never Tim, would you I don't do. Drive, so I don't want to hear it. But yet. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you, you start driving. Tell me how you feel. Well, about that's it. probably not going to happen. Uh, so. Well, neither is this Munez thing. So Munez. So Nunez. Ta- so talk to me about this Nunez. You haven't heard about release the memo. Release the memo. No, I have not. Heard so you about know Donald Trump and the Russia thing and whatnot, right? Mm, yeah. Don't okay. You're like, uh, don't freaking say I was just no like, to what that. Thing? You mean the thing that's been going on for the past? <laughs> yeah, the two Russia years? investigation. Yeah. Okay. So Donald Trump had on his campaign on staff too. an individual named Carter Page, mm-hmm. and this Carter Page character has ties to Russian mm-hmm. oil businesses. Okay. And you know the Russian Take oil. A short sip of this and tell me what you think. It's okay. That's Why? Cool. This is bubble tea. That's bubble tea. Oh, I think it is. It's called. It's from a place called Tea. Sorry, it's it's just called bubble tea. I think and it's from a place called Tea Do mm. in Philadelphia, and I got some, and it is so good. It's called Sunset. Sorry, Timmy, I just had it's to pretty, put this in your mouth. <laughs> Anyways, go on. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> anyway, where was I? So this Carter Page character, he worked in the oil business in Russia. Obviously, the Russian oil business is deeply involved with many politicians, and there's a lot of corruption. Mm. So anyway, the FBI got a electronic surveillance warrant on this individual. Um, and while they were pursuing this warrant, he worked for Trump's campaign. Oh, yeah. So in effect, they were... A- yes. So from his perspective, in, atem- in effect, they were <laughs> attempting to spy on his campaign. His alloy, but yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> they were attempting to surveil his campaign. Now, in reality, they didn't actually get the warrant until like recently after he had left the campaign. But anyway, they got the warrant, and there and um, so to surveil a U.S. citizen electronically, yes. you need to go through a number of channels. Yes, and you need to get a decent bit of evidence together mm-hmm. because ideally, a citizen has a right against being surveyed by the government. Correct. So anyway, there was so in the in the Congress in the Senate, whatever. There's a. In, um, intelligence committee, right? Mm-hmm. And they're reviewing the application that the FBI put together to get this um, warrant on this guy. Correct. And a Republican on this committee named Nunez, I don't remember what his first name is, okay. but he wrote a memo where he was sort of decrying the, in his mind, um, biased evidence that the FBI put forward he said they relied only on the Steele dossier, mm-hmm. which is this very—you've heard of it, right? This very salacious God. package of information okay. from Christopher Steele, a former British spy. Okay. He was originally—I um, believe originally Donald Trump's Republican opponents commissioned him yeah. to get this— um, dirt against him right. by going to Russia and trying to find all these salacious stories like he ordered prostitutes to urinate in the bed and blah 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 like it's those kind of stories I don't know, I don't know how much of it you've heard but it's those like stuff like that right, like right, very right. salacious things yes that's like a pissing on beds exactly okay. I know you're into that <laughs> totally but, so yeah where was I I don't know you're just talking about Yunus <laughs> yeah so anyway just get lost in the piss <laughs> it did that also <laughs> happens to the best of us I know, I know you. I know you're used to that one. 
It's like I'm just wading through it. Like, where'd everything go? Moby Dick, right? You know? <laughs> Giant yellow whale. My, my <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. My yellow whale. That's so gross. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh, dear God. So, the uh, idea was... On the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Listen, if the FBI is using this piece of information... Did you know, get, like, people that, you know, do that sort of stuff... It's called like in the in in like the BDSM field called water sports. I knew that. <laughs> I knew. I knew. <laughs> I know, Dave. I know. I know. Well, you know. I I, I didn't. You I, know. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. Anyways, I, go on. Haven't we talked about this before? Water sports. I do not think. I think we've reached a new frontier in the Tim and Dave Show okay. podcast for us to talk about water sports. Anyway, to make a long story, story short, short, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They actually got a, an electronic surveillance warrant. On a private citizen based on the Steele dossier. Okay. Which is extremely dubious, to say the very least. Yes. And that's not good. No. I mean, if you're going to be electronically surveilled by the government, you should have real evidence. Correct. This isn't real evidence. Correct. The Steele dossier isn't real evidence. Correct. No one takes it seriously except deranged democratic this is just, this is just conspiracy, conspiracy. this is all done by this is all just flack from the ancient hillary stuff mm. and people are just trying to go on the coattails of what hillary tried to concoct mm. hillary lost mm. and by doing so these other people are trying to jump the bandwagon and saying no we can still get them and it's just it's just, this is probably gonna dog the, the rest of his presidency honestly and honestly i think they know it's doesn't there's no validity behind it yeah but it changes the narrative no of the i think a cycle. lot of people have really what's the word messed up their brains and it's it's exactly like the birtherism stuff yeah like you remember you remember people believe that I still stuff. i still you find, still i'm not saying obama, you're a birther. i'm not saying obama wasn't born in the u.s okay i'm just saying it's a very strange timeline that uh-huh. i still don't think was truly proven okay. even with the short form birth certificate i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm really not <laughs> okay but i find it dubious that <laughs> Um, the whole thing is no. questionable. Okay, th- actually, this is the new low on the Tim and Dave show. <laughs> you burping and farting <laughs> while you're talking about how Obama wasn't born in America. <laughs> try, try to try to. That's, try, that's try a to, little below water sports. Try, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make sure that the the the, 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 the listeners really encapsulate the whole. Oh, they're encapsulated. The, all right. the, the whole uh, the truth thing is, it all. these people they're just traumatized by Hillary's loss. Yeah, and they're having emotional turmoil about it. And they're trying to just instead of concocting conspiracy theories, maybe they should go out and get a therapy peacock. That's true. I I, I think I've heard that animals are good for therapeutic purposes. Mm, so have um, I. Uh, there's been a story actually recently just c- came out, and uh, you know our bread and butter of this podcast oh, airplanes, is about, is airplanes, about airplanes, 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 and more airplanes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So the United Airlines, uh, this just actually came out. This happened a few months ago. Hmm. Denied access to a passenger who claimed to have a peacock as an emotional support animal. Wow. Now a new thing that's been going on lately in the airlines is that they're permitting animals to be put on I think in the in the passenger bay rather than the cargo bay if hmm. they are used as like health yeah, you know yeah. personal health, assistance. Exactly. Yeah. Or well personal assistance like dog watchdogs or, or, or seeing eye dogs and things like that have always been the case. Oh. But this is for like emotional support. So hmm. if a person has anxiety or or whatever you can bring your little doggy yipper dipper no yeah whatever the hell they call them or your your little you know your cat you know meowskies, meowskies. and say and, meow. yeah and then allow that cat or dog to be in in, in with you in the the mm-hmm. actual car like the cabin so this woman 
brought in a full size humongous peacock. <laughs> And mind you, and, and and she was she was she caught the, the airline denied her access. To, I didn't uh, expect you to use that phrase, phraseology. A full sized humongous peacock. Humongous. Humongous. Uh, what do you call it? The um. So the peacock was denied entrance to the airplane. However, they did offer the the, the woman to be able to have the peacock on the plane with her uh-huh. if it, if she bought an additional seat, which she oh, refused. Oh, that's messed up. So the thing is, though, this woman's kind of wonky because the, the airliner did say that she called beforehand and they mm. said, no, she couldn't do this, but she brought in the, the peacock anyways. Oh, well, that's on her. Yeah, so that's... That but, peacock and then is I on started her. Investig- yeah, that, that cock peacock's is on her. in her lap. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so I investigated a little bit more about this person. It turns out She's a she is a um, uh, a contemporary artist that lives oh, in well, New York. Oh well, that explains everything. And her full time job is documenting the life of her pet peacock <laughs> and puts it on Instagram. So this was all a, like a, a business thing on her end, I, I, or, or or something of that nature. Yeah, uh, they actually allowed a, an airliner in California actually allowed a person to have a, a turkey as mm. as an emotional support animal. So mm. and some people, and this is what I guess the only serious. You know, piece of this news is is that some people are questioning now: Are others taking advantage of the policy of an emotional support animal on the airlines? My big question, probably, probably, yeah. My big question is though: uh, What if people are allergic to animals? Are they then offered a new airplane, or who takes precedence? The emotional support person? Well, they should be given a seat where. you know, as far but all away that as... air is recycled in the in the in the air. So it's true, so isn't you, it? All that air with the hair and crap all fluctuating. Uh. That, that's gonna be. A t- what if you were there and it was like four yeah. dogs? You know. Well, that's exactly why it has to be arranged ahead of time. Yeah. And if it's not arranged ahead of time, but then, again, then they have to say no. Well, the thing is, though, how do we know that a person's allergic to an animal? It I doesn't bought, matter. No, but what I'm saying is, is that if it's arranged ahead of time for uh-huh. an emotional support animal to be on the plane, how would they know that other passengers on that plane aren't allergic? It's not something that you ask somebody when you buy a ticket to a plane. So how would mm. they even – so that's my question, really, when it comes down to these. I'm perfectly fine with people bringing on – animals to an airplane i'm just questioning this how would well, that logistically work if other people could get affected by it there's no good way but right. i mean no but you said they already do it for dogs that's what i'm i know that so then what, how do they do it already that's what i'm asking how is that possible what if someone's allergic it's a good question things that we should investigate further. one of these days we need to have a real airplane person on the show I, uh, ladies and gentlemen they call them pilots right i believe so an or, or or an airline attendant i'm fine mm. with that so ladies and gentlemen of the tim and dave show podcast if you are listening to this episode right now in this current point in time please if you know a pilot or somebody who works for the airlines uh or uh, a stewardess of sorts mm. please have them contact us because we would love to have an interview with them we and would get down and dirty about what it really goes down when it comes to airline and uh you know flying Ooh. procedures Yes, so, um, given the fact that that's what we we do talk about that quite often in our in our podcast, I think it would be really nice to see exactly what's going on when it comes to the airlines. So, hmm. things to consider. Things to consider. Um, speaking about um, phallic symbols. Uh, hmm. Okay, <laughs> there's an article I just read actually that really just piqued my interest. Um, uh-huh. I don't know how many of you guys know this, uh, the Tim and Dave Show podcast listeners. But in another lifetime, I really wanted to pursue being an artist. Yes, I remember. Yes. And to this day, I kind of think sometimes what it would have been like if I had pursued that field, if I pursued hmm. the, the, the art field. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I do have art artistic outlets that I really mm-hmm. enjoy. Uh, but, you know, in the end, it's just 
just what it is. But regardless, I, I still get really interested in the field and what's going on as far as the as far as uh, different art movements and mm. how how art is being interpreted uh, in the contemporary era uh, versus what they were how it was portrayed back in the day. And Indeed. I don't know, just just art history and just art in general. It's a fascinating field for me, and I really do take appreciation to it. Well, there's a gallery in the Manchester Art Gallery in England mm. that's getting. Uh, Put under fire a little bit. Uh-huh. So supposedly, well, not supposedly, but you know, as the story goes, the gallery denies that they are censoring uh, after they removed a Victorian painting that mm-hmm. depicts naked nymphs uh, luring in an ancient, uh, g- uh, excuse me, an ancient Greek um, character who was Hercules's, uh, I guess, right hand man. Uh, excuse me, right hand man, hmm. and but the story goes they're seducing that, him. Yes, yeah, so they're seducing him into the water for to forever be lost and never to be seen again. So the story goes is that Hercules was a uh, was a strong and victorious man in many battles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm. But he had a protege, or uh, I guess an arms bearer, hmm. a person that took care of making sure that he was adequately supplied well i'm sure he took care of a lot of things if we're talking about the ancient greeks so you can kind of get where it's going there is insinuation that these two individuals the younger boy being the the arms bearer Mm. had a sexual relationship with one another a homosexual relationship with one another hey it wasn't gay back then man no totally not of course not. totally straight um and in 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 the story goes is that the young man had no choice really as to his um i guess patronage to hercules and then <laughs> there is a word for it <laughs> and uh once he found all these nymphs they were attracted to him mm. and lured him in to the into the into the lake to never be seen again hercules searched day and night to figure out where his beloved arms bearer yeah. was uh-huh. and uh and he had to go on and never see the fella again darn so that's the scenario well the picture that's shown in the, in, in this victorian art is it shows nude women uh-huh. you know topless uh, young women mm-hmm. very, scan- uh, very very petite and skinny mm-hmm. and uh uh you know a lean muscular young man mm-hmm. and the art gallery owner of course we can't have this anymore no well so one thing to look at this is this so there's a two two pronged perspective in Victorian art. Uh-huh. You know, these artists that were drawing these nude paintings mm-hmm. were pushing the envelope back then to oh, yeah. say, Big time. "I am going to allow nude in my artwork." Mm-hmm. You know, in the, during the Enlightenment, it's, it was very different, and th- value sets were changing. Uh, they were going back to be. They were trying to emulate Renaissance, and the Renaissance uh-huh. was trying to emulate the Romans and the Greeks. And mm-hmm. each and every era had its own interpretation of what the body should look like mm-hmm. and what it's okay and not okay as far as depicting nudity. Well, the so that was an interesting context in looking at the artwork in the, in the time in which it was created. Nowadays, in this art in this art gallery, the 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 owner of it or the, and the, the thing curator is, of they it, they took it down and left a note. We're just taking it down to prompt discussion. Correct, which so, is the stupidest thing I've so ever heard in my life. Behind taking it down was that we want the art gallery director was trying to make a conversation about. Oh, what yeah. does it mean to be beautiful? Do we need to reassess as a society what we do? You're an art as... gallery curator. You're not a philosopher. Well, I think there is a responsibility. No, not from a curator. I know. I think there is a responsibility. There's the responsibility re... is to get the paintings and put them out for people to look at. But those paintings are a depiction of society uh-huh. and how we interpret what uh-huh. is going on. I truly believe what she's doing. Write an article about it. She did. And, the, and no one read it, so she had to do this. Right. So, 
I understand the reasonings behind why she did it. I don't agree with the methods that she went forth in doing it. Hmm. Um, I think, in, to me, it does feel like a form of censorship. Of I think it it's is. a valid conversation to have what beauty is. I think what would be interesting, this is if I was the art curator in that hmm. museum, to show the context of its, uh, of its time and why that painting was picked, uh, should be painted in such a way and explain what that was what this meant in Victorian era and then the idea of what beauty was in that era then right beside it had a contemporary piece of what beauty is is today and how it how it both contra- uh, contrasts and has similarities to what uh, older artworks have had and i believe if you keeping both of those pieces together and then have them as a discussion cue i think that to me personally would but i don't get it what, what art piece would you have that symbolizes so-called beauty today well what for one thing everyone depicted in this piece of artwork was white okay uh-huh. perhaps we should have a contemporary piece of artwork that uh celebrates uh multicultural you know p- ideas there's of what plenty of contemporary is. art with not white people in it. I don't get That's it. what I'm saying. So why not put both paintings side by side together and show that in Victorian era, this is what it means to have beauty. And in our contemporary viewpoint of beauty, it has changed, you know, and then talk. And I think that not really. I mean, the Victorians could appreciate the attractiveness of people who weren't white. Well, were they, though? Because if we look yeah. at the artwork, it was more of a gaze rather than an Oh, the gaze. Ra- the oh, othering, oh, the gaze the rather othering, than the appreciation. The, it's the othering of people. Mm. A lot of the artworks of that mm. time were done by the unring. Henry Rousseau, uh-huh. a big example. He had depicted ancient, not ancient, excuse me, um, indigenous people of South America uh-huh. in somewhat salacious manners. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he left his European wife, uh, had, had, had married a, a Hispanic woman, left her, or indigenous Hispanic woman of some sorts, if I forget exactly the true story i think it was an aboriginal of sorts uh left her gave her syphilis i believe mm. went back to uh, back and forth and not saying his art wasn't beautiful mm-hmm. but it, in the context of what it was it re- i think he did find the women beautiful but it had an othering to it That's okay a- whatever yeah put it next to whatever you want fine I'll why not s- i don't think it's i don't think it's meaningful to do I'm so i'm just saying like i think it's a pretty boring intellectual exercise com- i well i but go ahead and do it i think it's important keep so, the freaking painting up i that's the main okay. premise behind it i believe that keeping the painting up is important and if you want to spice up your art gallery then take the time yeah, to that's actually fine. whatever actually to take the time to actually uh organize pieces of artwork that would elicit certain conversations elicit elicit excuse me certain conversations about feminism and about equality and about what are societal norms of what beauty really means and i think that alone would allow for a better experience for the viewer who wants to look at these paintings and analyze it because when i go to an art museum i don't go to an art museum just to see art Mm. i go to the art museum to see within myself Mm. honestly Every time I go to the Philadelphia Museum of Art, I go to the, I go and walk around, and there are specific pieces that I love to look at. Mm-hmm. But as I've grown older, and I've looked at the same pieces in different areas as well, as well as new ones, but the same pieces, I look at them at a different viewpoint and, 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 and vantage point because I myself has grown as an individual, and I appreciate it in a different regard. And because I'm able to do that, that reflection allows me to see different aspects of myself that I've not seen before. And I think that's why artwork is so important or any form of art is so important because it forces us to look at things in ways that we were unable to because the daily hustle and bustle in life we're worried about one plus two plus three plus four making sure that we go through with it we don't take enough time to analyze what we're actually doing and say to ourselves 
is this the path I want to lead myself? And that's why artists are important in our society. And I think what this woman, this curator who's doing this in the Manchester Art Gallery is right to what she's trying to do. I don't think the method she's doing is the right way about it, though. Censorship, to me, I think is 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 is, is, is erroneous and is not the way in which this should be done. Well, I think, and I think th- if anything, she's going to put it back up. And oh, yeah, she got some, sure. She got some. Yeah. Press. she got uh-huh. some press about what she was doing. It was. It wasn't well done. It wasn't. The thing well done. is, I I'm not sure that her goals are as you ascribe to them. I think she's really just trying to be. Look at me. Look how great I am. Look how smart and feminist I am. I'm going to take down this painting that everyone likes that way. <laughs> because you're supposed to feel bad for liking it. I don't interpret it that way. Sorry. So that's how I interpret it. That's all right. That's, that's how these people think. I, these people, right? These people. These right. The, the, what are these people? rich? I don't know if she's rich. You, yeah, you do. She's I, an art museum curator. She's probably not rich. She probably majored in art history. So Maybe there's well two connected. people who who major in art history. People who are never going to get a job and people who are going to get a super, super high paying job because they're rich and their families sit on the boards that spend money on these institutions. She's probably one of those people. It's possible. I don't know her. She probably is. I know who, how those people think. And this is how they think. So how's that dating going, Tim? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> just, put that, just put that on your OKC. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm going to put that exactly on. <laughs> just say that woman, that damn woman, that woman, woman. The curator's name is Claire Gonaway. Okay. <laughs> Gonaway. Mm. Um, so anyhow. And so, listen, a lot of the men in these art things, they're no different. So it's not, it's not a gender well, thing. I mean, like, you mean like becoming well-connected in the art community and things like that. Yeah, and they're obnoxious so-called intellectual ideas wrong, about I get, these I get things. annoyed with those types of uh, artists, too. You mm-hmm. know, those pretentious, you know, know-it-alls, you know. Uh-huh. And... I think that comes with the the, the the profession of being an artist. Mm. Um, but I can smell BS a mile away. Mm. And, you know, with all this stress that they give me, I may very well need a peacock animal support. When I, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's, I just thought that was an interesting piece to talk about for the... For the end of our podcast for yes, the day. And, very good. Uh, is there some? I think there's some very interesting aspects of that that I think you all should uh, should write about on our uh, on our Facebook page. I agree. Uh, if you're some famous nudist Victorian artwork you'd like to show to us, I please, by all that. means, I would love to see it. We would all so love would to I. see it. Uh, but speaking about our social media, you guys can check us out on our Facebook, the Tim and Dave Show podcast. You can like and follow us. and You can see each, each and every week we have a promo clip uh, that we have uh, to, this, to show you a little bit teaser about what we're doing here on the podcast for the episode um but you can also check us out on itunes google play soundcloud and fm play uh if you can comment like follow uh each week we have a new podcast to show you all and uh what do you call it we enjoy having the comments that are displayed within our soundcloud account for sure um if you are able to help us financially we have a patreon account as well the tim and dave show podcast uh on patreon.com you can donate a few dollars and each dollar you uh, support us will go towards our hosting fees etc uh but every time you guys put in a money value it actually gives you a reward where you can submit a question or you can record yourself speaking or even be a guest on the podcast if need be depending on what you actually have uh, as far as uh, monetary value of support uh but you know what the best way to support us though is just word of mouth Tell a friend, tell anybody that you know about the podcast, spread the word of love about Tim and Dave show, and uh, be able to just, you know, tell anybody that you know about the podcast. If you like it, maybe someone else will too. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a little plug in for the for rest of the like podcast. It. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. You should do these plugs sometimes. See if I'm you not good it. at it. You're not good at it because you haven't done any of them in the past 37 episodes we've done. 
That's true. That's true. Maybe you should turn. I'll try it next time. Oh my goodness! All right, let's see if you can get this down to a T. (sighs) Got to practice. This is Tim. This is Dave. This is the Tim and Dave show. Take care, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. All right, Eagles time, dude. We got this. Oh my god! I hope there's some riots. I hope so too. God, oh man, we're gonna be on Broad Street. This is gonna be nuts. Mm